literally drove the van back to the start with me fast asleep in the back of the van, like completely butt naked. And then we got to the start and she's like, you need to get changed now. And I'm like, no, 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 I need like, give me 20 more minutes. And she's like, look, if you don't get changed now, I'm going to let the film crew in with, um, with the cameras and you're butt naked. They're going to get it all on film. And I was like, You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey, my friends, welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And man, we got a special treat for you uh, today. So for those of you who have been following along on social media know that uh, that I've been following one of our previous podcast guests uh, out of Wales, Reese Jenkins. Um, he was he attempted and achieved <laughs> the Wales Coastal Trail FKT uh, in 20 days and 10 hours and I think 30 something minutes, uh, beating the previous time by a, a little over two hours. And so um, the unique thing about today is um, I interviewed him before the attempt and then followed up with an interview after he achieved it. So this really cool. Reese is a really good guy. And uh, I just always enjoy chatting with him. And I like his his philosophy on things. I like his outlook on life. I like that he's always doing things uh, for charity. And so, uh, so man, really fun podcast. Uh, we get to hear the before and the after all in one sitting. But before we begin, uh, I just want to remind you of our sponsors. Uh, our sponsors for this podcast are Outlaw, the Outlaw Race Series. You go to www.outlaw100.com. Check those out. Uh, the flagship race is the Outlaw 100 miler, and there's some other distances there. There's also the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry Run, the Flower Moon, the Dark and Dirty. Great races put on by great people. They know how to take care of their runners. And also brought to you by T8.run, www.t8.run, gear for ultra runners by ultra runners. Their flagship product are the commando shorts, guaranteed to keep you chafe free where you definitely don't want to chafe. Uh, and if you put in the code there uh, on their page, T8.run, you put in the code 50-run the riot, you get a discount. So check that out. So now, uh, without any further ado, our podcast guest from across the pond, if you are in the United States, Mr. Reese Jenkins. What's normal? Oh, with all this lockdown and everything, <laughs> it's been absolutely um, everything's just been thrown up in the air. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And How did your race go on the weekend? Oh, it was good. It, it, well, actually, it, it was tough, man. Um, I, um, I I actually feel really good. I'm not um, like I told my wife this morning. I went to the gym and I I, I always run first, and I was like, man, I feel good. I, I'm dropping some fast miles. And then I then just a couple miles, and then I uh, I went and did some some squats, and I was like, oh, there it is, <laughs> there's the soreness. <laughs> but uh, it uh, it went well. It was a lot of elevation. Um, 
This one is the highest average elevation, the second highest to hard rock. Oh, really? So, yeah, average is like 10,000-something feet, and, and I'm not used to that. So it uh, yeah. it affected me, but uh, I got it done, you know? Okay. It took the longest 100-miler I've, I've done, man. It, it was uh, 32 hours and 44 minutes, wow, man. man. Yeah. Good. So, good. yeah. Well done. Yeah, well, well, man— I, I got I got I got a lot to ask you because because I've been watching, you know. So last time we talked, you were, uh, you know, you, you were telling me about a lot of the, you know, the races you guys have over there across the pond and you were getting ready for, you know, do, to do bad water. And it was kind of cool because I got to interview you and, and your brother, you yeah. know, different times. And every time I'm watching your, you know, your social media feed, dude, you're you're running in the heat you're sitting in a sauna looking half dead <laughs> so, <laughs> so how how was uh i mean you were i mean you were just acting like it was gonna happen you know i mean you 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 i, I you weren't pulling any punches right i mean you were in in it 100%. No, I, was, I was um full-blown going for it um i just saw it, look, it to me it was a great um it was a carrot it was something which if it happens, it's amazing. And I wanted to make sure that I'd be in the best condition I could possibly be. So it's, it was just a case of controlling the controllables. And if it didn't happen, I'd still be in a fit position and being able to do something else. So it was just, yeah. uh, it was a nice distraction to be able to train. And, you know, when you train yourself, they, especially for something like Badwater, you've got to do the miles, you've got to do the hills, you've got to do the heats. And it, it takes up a lot of your life. And I, to be honest, I welcomed it. I, I genuinely did, and it was probably the most I've enjoyed training. Don't get me wrong, it was difficult, <laughs> but I could see just um, how much it was changing me and stuff, and it was um, it was nice. It was good. I'll take a positive from it because, unfortunately, it didn't take place, but it's one of those things in life. And that, you know what? Every other runner out there at the moment is going through the same thing, so we're all yeah. in it together. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. it was a cool adventure anyway, and it's something which, um, yeah, I'll, I'll always remember. Well, I guarantee. I mean, the 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 time you put in. I mean, no training is is ever fully wasted. You know, it's not wasted. I mean, yeah. you're. Uh, I can't imagine you running the mile. How 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 many miles were you putting in a week? Oh, it was. I will tell you what. Let me get my Strava up and I'll tell you now. I need to follow you on Strava, man. I don't know if we're following each other. I have to. I'll, I'll look you up. <laughs> I think I'm following you. I must be. Um. I'll tell you now, it's probably stealing all the internet. So, hang on, right. So since the turn of the year, I have done 3,421 kilometers. Okay, okay. So, uh, that's quite a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, about 1,800, 1,900 miles, something like that. Yeah, so my target for the year is 6,000 kilometers. So I'm over halfway at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah. Majority of that was spent just going up and down hills. Um, where, where I live to, like, you've probably got about four or five miles of just flat running and then you hit the hills. And once you're in the hills, you can just go for all day long and, you know, you can go up and down as many times as you want. And it's nice and safe. You're only four or five miles away from home. So you're not too far out. And it was just, um, I really enjoyed it. And you know what? I got to see a lot more in my local area because I did have like plans to go over to the U.S twice and sort of do some acclimatization over there do a couple of races but it just meant i got to learn a lot more about where i live to and yeah you know, just yeah kill myself while i'm running around the, in a, a lot of gear and stuff <laughs> yeah people wonder what this crazy guy's up to 
Oh man, it was. Uh, I think every day I was just going into the sauna with more and more clothes on, and Keris, my wife, would have to bring up like food or ice lollies and stuff like that. And we got to a point where it was about nine. I was being able to put down ninety minutes in the sauna without getting out, which wow. was um, to me. I started off with like twenty minute chunks, but then gradually just like reduce the, the the break in between and then gradually just eliminate the break and yeah I got up to 90 minutes and then don't get me wrong it was testing but it was um the body just adapted and it's just great to see um the benefits of going hard with the heat training as well yeah how, how hot of a uh, of a sauna were you uh going with if you give me one second actually... <laughs> you got I'm, it right there i got it right here Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember seeing the picture of that thing, the Rockman. Nice. Yeah. It's, um, it went up to about 70. I got it up to 70, which I think is what that's over. That's over 130 with you guys. It's, um, it's hard okay. to rally in there basically. And it's, um, it's like a telephone box. Um, yeah. really small, like you can fit yourself in there and nobody else. It's a little bit claustrophobic, but, um, it's got like lighting and, you can play your Bluetooth music over it. So you got like all these like cool little add-ons which help disguise what you're actually doing. Some, some high-tech suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, after a while though, because it's so small, your back starts to go and you get a little bit like sore that way. But no, it's, um, it was my best friend for a while. <laughs> nice. So how often a week would you were you getting in there toward toward the last oh, know, yeah. month or so? No, six days a week. Six days. Really? Yeah. Um, I really went hard with the heat training this year. Um, it was also nice to go in there. And what I'm doing now, I'm still going in it, but it's more for recovery and just help the muscles relax. It's less of time, but it's just after every run, I'll pop in there for 20 minutes and just um, not so hot and just try to relax and enjoy it and not just try and grin and bear it, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to, to sauna training, even beyond just a, you know adaptation for heat. There's a lot of uh, longevity, you know, make you live longer and, and just cell reproduction all kind of craziness that it's good for yeah man it's um it's an infrared sauna so it sort yeah. of cooks you from the inside out so when, <laughs> you get, when you get in there it's not so hot but then after a while you, you it, it obviously gradually increases it, it builds up your core temperature and then suddenly someone just hits a switch and then the sweat just keeps coming out of you it's hard to stop. <laughs> it's, it's cool. i'd recommend it if you get a chance to or when you come to wales you're gonna have to have a go there you go. There you go. I'll go sit in sit in your box while we visit. <laughs> I'll not show you whales as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We got to go run. You know. <laughs> so, um, so how much weight did you um did did you lose some weight? You know, from the start of your badwater training to. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how much I lost, but I did lose quite a bit, and uh, like you can probably see now, I've like sort of lost it in my face quite a bit. Um, I don't know precisely what in terms of kilograms and stuff, but I definitely lost a couple of belt sizes, I guess you call it. And yeah, uh, yeah you just see the whole body just sort of change from like start to finish. I'll have to send you a before and after photo and then maybe you can sort of get an idea of it. But I'm not one I'm not one of those people to jump on a scales, if that makes sense. I'll just yeah. just go off what the body's looking like and you can feel it when you're running like you feel a bit lighter or it's just easier to go up a hill and just little things like that where you know you've sort of lost a bit of weight yeah yeah nice nice so so first of all i mean kudos to to just just training hard when you're not even sure you know what's going to happen and you had you guys had the not only is bad water going to happen but number two even if it happens can you get there you know um were you guys thinking about um 
you know, quarant like because you might have had to fly in and quarantine for fourteen days. You know what? I, I'm like an international travel expert now. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I think I explored every possible avenue, and you know what? It was um, there was a lot of rabbit holes. There was stuff you just keep on going down. You never find an answer to. But I think I did myself justice in terms of like I explored every possible way to get there because it would have yeah. eaten me. It would have eaten me inside if I'd known that the, uh, if I hadn't explored everything. I just know I had to. And what we did, we spoke to every other international athlete. We had a huge Skype call. Everybody was just trying to rack their brains on what countries could get in there. And there was a strong possibility of me um, going over. So there was something where you could possibly go to the Ukraine because the USA was still letting people in from the Ukraine. But you'd have to quarantine in Ukraine for two weeks, jump on a plane, go straight to the USA. And it just wasn't, it wasn't going to work because I think in the end of it, you had to have a visa. And we don't get given visas in the UK. We have uh, estates. So I would have just, I, it would have fallen through. There was no guarantee there either. So that, I think, yeah. and I can't swim. So there was no way of me. <laughs> so no, it was, um, I could rest assured that I'd given everything to get over there. And then unfortunately, the race got pulled as well, which is, is just, um, it's sad because Chris, the race director, put so much effort into getting that going. And he sort of kept every runner in a little group and we sort of kept each other going throughout it and then it got pulled like five or six days before the start of the race when it, it looked like it was a green light and then it just suddenly went red all of a sudden i, I don't have you seen the photos um yeah, I, I... so there was an earthquake as well which hit the area of the finish line and you, you may be familiar you may be used to that stuff but over here we do not get anything like that <laughs> And the boulders were the size of cars. Like seriously, there's some really crazy photos out there where the boulders are just thrown down into like where the finish area is. So Mother Nature had the final say as well, I guess. Dude, 2020 has been crazy. So if yeah, COVID, you know, we're still gonna have it, and then a stinking earthquake stopped it. You know, it's like holy bonkers, man. Absolutely bonkers. But we're, we're we're living. You know, we're still going ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, um, yeah, I hate, I hate that it, it's not happening for you and for everybody else. Cause I had some other friends that were, you know, gearing up to do it. And, um, but you know, like you said, we're, we're still alive, still able to run, still yeah. living, living life. And you've taken, you know, taken lemons and decided to make lemonade, uh, um, I, I like, I like the way you and your brother think, you know, like I did all this training and I, I've got to, I'm going to do something else with it. So, so sh share with me the, the, this, you up the ante, I think, I mean, it's not going to be a million degrees, but then that's crazy. So, so share with everybody what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, I've sort of bit the bullet. So something I've been, it's been on my radar for a while and I heard about a chap that had set the record back in 2017. So in Wales, my homeland, um, we're blessed with, I think, I know it was the first ever. I don't know if it's still the only one, but uh, it's an entire coastal path which goes around the edge of the country. So it's uninterrupted. Um, so you can run all along the coast of Wales and it's 870 miles. And nice. I plan on running it in 19, 19 and a half days long. So it averages out about 45, 46 miles a day. Um, okay. And it's flat, days. right? Oh, it's not flat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, 
I think it's the equivalent of going up and down Everest uh, 4.5 times. It's very bumpy, should we say. I'm calling it bumpy because it seems less aggressive, the word. <laughs> it's less intimidating. But it, it's. Uh, I think there's one day where it's uh, day 12 or day 13. It's like 8,000 foot of climb, um, 47 miles long on the coastal path. And that's day 13, day 12. So I'm already going to be in the zone at that point as well and a bit broken I'd imagine and bruised but it's it's a, it's gonna I'm gonna go north to south starts in a place yeah. called Chester um you head out west so then actually you got the Irish sea the sea so you can sort of you can't see island but you may see it on a good day um you go around an island called Anglesey which it looks small on a map but actually it's 135 miles in itself so it's like a mini it's like a bad water in the middle of all this you go around the island oh, okay. back, and then still you've got like 600 miles to go on the coast. It's, it's rugged. It's uh, rural, but it's beautiful. It's one way that I think I'll be able to see Wales like not a lot of other people have done. And it's just it's nice to be able to connect it from one end to the other uninterrupted. And um, I'm fueling it with um, doing it for free charities as well. So when the going does get tough, I've got no reason, you know, I will, I'll keep on going because I've got free charities, which are depending on me to get to the end. Yeah. Well, before we, uh, before we get into more of the logistics of the run, what, which charities are you running for? So I'm doing it for the NSPCC, which is the children's charity over here in the UK. Something which me, okay. and, my wife, me and my wife have supported for a God knows a long, long time. Um, the other one is CF Warriors, which a best friend of mine has cystic fibrosis, and he set up a charity which helps kids. Uh, I think on the last podcast I was probably talking about it, um, kids with CF get into exercise and do more exercise to help their lung capacity. And then the third one is called Maggie's, and Maggie's is a beautiful uh, local charity in Wales that helps people that have come through the other side of cancer. So they sort of, it's the aftercare of it. It's making them feel more comfortable with what's happened. And my mother had cancer last year. So obviously she's inspired me to do it for them. And she, I asked her which charity she wanted me to do it for. And she said, Maggie, so, you know, I've got all those great charities, but then I've got those great reasons. I've got those individual reasons for each charity as well. So yeah, my, my why is going to be very strong this time. Nice. Nice. That's good. So, um, it's going to be rural. It's going to be rugged. Uh, what what are your logistics going to look like? Uh, I think I remember seeing a picture of a of a van or a, a camper or something. Or yeah. Um, so logistics wise, I'm going to be living out of a VW camper van, which was kindly donated to me. I'm going to give a shout out because I've never had it before to a company called Nathaniel Cars. Um, it's just unbelievable. I just spoke to a guy called Nathan for about two or three minutes on the phone. And then he went, yeah, we can sort you out. So they're, they're donating me a VW camper van for the month. And <laughs> the idea is my wife is going to drive um, from checkpoint to checkpoint, see me. And then at the end of the day, I'll just call in the van, sleep or eat, sleep, and then get up and repeat the next day. And the idea is to save time on not staying in hotels or going back and forth. It's wherever I stop that day, we pull the van in and I sleep and eat. And then we just keep going and repeat that process for 19 days, 19 and a half days. Nice. Nice. So uh, your wife will be pretty much your, your, your crew. Yeah. So she's going to be there for the full duration. She's going to be cooking my food, cleaning, whatever needs cleaning, uh, making sure I'm not getting lost, tracking me, uh, giving me all the routes and stuff like that. Cause I'm going to have four trackers on me because it's a record attempt. 
I need to be to prove that I've done it and I want yeah. people to see that I've done it. So I'm going to have four trackers on me. Um, and then she's obviously going to have other people coming in. So my friends, family that want to run with me. So her job is going to be more difficult than mine. All I've got to do is run. Where she's, she's got to look after me. She's got to look after herself. She's got to make sure the band's okay. It's just, um, but she's she's one of the type of women I know. So I know she'll be perfect at it. And it's, uh, it's, it's cool because it's going to be the first proper adventure that we've done together. So, yeah, it's, um, we're both excited. Well, that's good. Hey, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe, I don't know if she's just um, amazing or crazy, you know, to sign up with, <laughs> to do that, but, but that's huge. That's a huge, yeah, they, well, she married you. I mean, so it's, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, that says a lot that, that she'll do that. That That's, you know, when my wife cruised me for a hundred or, or 200, that's, that's a, that's a huge commitment. And, you know, I mean, I, I always like to bring this up at a podcast, you know, when, when, when I talk to, you know, married men, you know, our wives are huge in letting us do and supporting us in what we do, especially when they're crewing us and helping, you know, it's well, crazy. You, as soon as we knew the bad, what wasn't happening, I think the initial thing was, what are we going to do? Like, what are you going to do? So she egged me on into this and she, <laughs> she's pushed me through into it. So yeah, I blame her as much as myself for this one. <laughs> nice, nice. So you've, uh, you're, you're going to have to, you said you're going to, you know, you'll have to put one foot in front of the other and that's, that's an easy thing. And, you know, we both know it's going to be, it's going to be tough. What's the, um, what's the climate, the temperature going to be like, is it going to be hot? Is it going to be mild, muggy? You know what? It, it could be anything. It's seriously, really? Wales is so unpredictable this time of year. Um, about a month ago, we had a really good heat wave and that's nothing compared to what you guys have. And then since then we've had terrible rain and wind and stuff. And cause it's on the coast. Okay. I can get by anything and everything. I'm praying I get nice warm weather. I, I really, I'd rather it be really hot than it be re- really rainy and cold, you know? So yeah. I'm praying to the weather gods. I'm doing my dancing and then we'll <laughs> you need- it's unpredictable. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and you've been doing so much heat training, you know, I mean, it, it would it would benefit you for, for that. Yeah, it's, um, the heat, because on this one, it's 45 mile days. We've broken it up into uh, seven, roughly seven and a half mile uh, checkpoints. Okay. So all I'm going to have to do in one hit is seven and a half miles and then fill up my bottles, go again. Yeah. And then on the second break, I'll make sure I take on a good meal, fill up my bottles, go again, and just keep repeating that process throughout the day until I get to the end and then rest. So. That's good. Break, yeah, that's good. Breaking it up small, but not too small, you know, because you can waste a lot of time if it's every mile or two, but seven miles, that gives you a good solid chunk, you so, know, to grab a hold of. Yeah, we've made the uh, the pact or the agreement that every odd number on the checkpoint, I'll be spending 10 minutes just to uh, fuel up and get my drinks ready and just go. And then every even number, I'll be eating food. So I'll be having a substantial amount of food and it will be an hour's rest. So the idea is to have 10 minute break, an hour break, 10 minute break, hour break, 10 minute break, day is done. So it's, um, that's the way we're going to look at it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Cause that'll really get that. That's that you talked about a carrot earlier, uh, that carrot in front of you to get, you know, get to the break and then get to the hour break. That's, that's pretty huge, you know, to kick your feet up for an hour and, uh, that 
you know, makes it manageable in your brain. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, my, my goal is to keep going, you know, for it, 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 as long as I keep the distance every day, it's not too, it's 45 miles, okay? You can achieve that on one day. It's just getting up and repeating that the next day. And like you said, if you can have those little carrots that you can just eat, keep eating, keep eating, and yeah. then take it day by day by day, and then hopefully get yeah. it on time. And if I don't, it's still something which has been on my bucket list to run around Wales. So it's a win-win situation for me. Yeah. Yeah. Getting it, getting it done. So you're, you're going to have to, um, I mean, I'm sure you, you're going to have to rest is going to be important in, in recovery. Are you, do you have, um, I mean, you know how your body works and all, do you have some things that at the end of the day, when you're done that, you know, you're going to do massage, you're going to, or, or you have some, what's it going to look like you think to, to try to recover for the next day? Yeah, so this is where um, I guess this plan has been quite uh, strong. So my sports masseuse is also a good friend. He crewed for me last year at Badwater, and he was due to crew for me again this year. And obviously that didn't happen. So he has focused his efforts on um, getting me around Wales. So he's not going to be there for full time, but he has set out a, uh, a plan, which I'm going to be following every morning and every evening. And he's sent me, um, it's like a ferro gun. It's one of those uh, massage yeah. So I'm going to have one of those in my arsenal, which I'm going to be using pretty much all the time throughout the day, as long as it's got battery, obviously. Um, and then also there's a, a stretching routine, which I'll be doing every morning, every evening. And then I'll be wearing stuff like compression cloths yeah. throughout the day to try and minimize the damage. And then when I'm done in the evening, I've got these, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know about them, but um, you know, deep vein thrombosis socks, you know, the ones you'd wear on an airplane. Yeah, yeah, compression socks. Like, yeah, they are compression socks, but they're not so intense. They're just okay. like they're quite really thin. You don't really know they're on your leg. Okay. And previously, when we did Boston to Austin, when I had a really bad, I just wore those every night to bed, and you just forget they're on your feet. Whereas compression is, you do know it's there slightly. These are quite unintrusive, and um, they did the trick. So I'm going to be wearing those to bed every evening as well, and um, huh. you know the usual things of icing trying to eat as much uh, fruit and veg as I can to try and reduce the, the swelling. But um, yeah. yeah, just stuff like that, mate, really. What, um, while you're running, um, what are you thinking like fuel wise? Are you just going to have water, electrolytes, no normal stuff? No. So I'll be using like, uh, you guys have got it over there. It's called hammer. hammer yeah. so I'm going to be using that. I've got the hat on now. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, no, running hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll be using one of those every two hours, something like that. Okay. And then obviously the salts replenishment, throw that down me as well. And then there's like anti-fatigue tablets. Um, I take on a lot of um, cod liver oil and uh, salmon oil and seasoning, which is like crushed up uh, oysters. It's just like in little capsules and they're fantastic for balancing out the levels in your system. So Really? Do you, do you do that throughout the day, uh, well, the, the oils? Okay. The salmon oil will be going in my body in the morning and then okay. in the evening. So when I'm sleeping, my body's sort of trying to recover. But I do take the uh, sea zinc throughout the day. So the little, it tastes like seaweed in a way, but it's really, huh. it seems to work for me. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, well, I, you're going to, well, you starting, uh, I think you said the, the 20th? Uh, 21st, five days. 21st. 21st. All right. All right. And so, and we're talking right now on the, on the 16th. And so we'll have to, um, what we'll have to do is just follow along and let everybody know. And I haven't decided yet if we're going to do this 
this one by itself or wait and just do them both together. I, I don't know. I, um, might I might do an announcement this uh, on this weekend's podcast, and then we might put them both together, you know, the before and after, because I definitely, um, I, you know, I hear your plan, you know, and and we know how the plans always go. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what are, cause I don't, I don't know a whole lot about whales. I mean, I guess weather's, weather's one thing that could, you know, throw you off, um, not only rain and it could be, you know, heat, cold or whatever. Um, logistics wise, man, are y'all gonna, you know, it's pretty rural. You're you know, your wife's going to have to really plan out, you know, food and ice chests and all that too. Yeah, so we're going to be taking advantage of every uh, town or village we go through to sort of grab a warm meal. So like if it's fish and chips or something which can easily just be picked up and go and given to me. Um, it's just a case of we'll fill up the van as much as we can before we go. Um, and I say it's rural. It's rural for most part, but there are towns and stuff where you can pick up minimal supplies. Yeah. Um, but like medical supplies and all my kit, I won't be able to replace it whilst I'm out there because there's not really those type of shops around. Yeah. Uh, but no, we we've we've ticked everything that was on the list. We've got it all. It's good to go. But like you said, we've bound to have forgotten something. And I guess our one savior is we've got a lot of people coming out to see us. So yeah. if you need something that desperately, I'm pretty sure we can get it. Give somebody would bring it for us if it came to that. but um i guess another thing that could trick us up trip me up um literally is just the ruggedness of the path it's um it's not an easy run it's um there are i think like some parts is tarmac and um solid ground but then other parts could be really muddy and boggy or it could just be really rocky and you know i guess the worst thing could happen i just twist an ankle just going down you know just not you know not thinking properly i'm tired and my uncle was over. So, yeah, there's a possibility of that. But in terms of wildlife, we don't really have anything that can kill us. <laughs> That's good. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to is the, the wildlife you can see in the actual water because we have a lot of seals and dolphins and whales. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm praying I see a lot of that as well. So Nice. Yeah, and I guess um, – I- well, and I guess the other part is trying to plan, you know, you say it every seven and a half miles, your, your wife will meet you, but you know, she has to, there has to be a road <laughs> where, where she can't meet you. So that might vary a little bit too. Yeah. The way we've um, sort of counteracted that is we've gone through the map and we've measured out checkpoints. We've got the checkpoints knocked down. So you're quite right. Not every road goes to where we want it to. So there's cases where Keris and wife will have to hike in with certain gear and bring it to me. Or if I'm lucky to be joined by somebody that day, they may just carry extra food and supplies for me. So maybe we don't have to stop that one time. Um, but yeah, it's just little things like that. And you know what? Like you, again, the, the plan could sometimes go out the window and we just have to adapt whilst we're going. So yeah. Yeah. Now you're, you're okay. I, you know, you're, you're a people person, you know, like you and I, we talked and, and like, I feel like I've been knowing you, you know, forever, like, you know, like, Hey, we're buds. And if I go to Wales, we're hanging out, you know? So <laughs> it's a, yeah. And, and, uh, so do, when you're running, when you're, especially a race or something like this, do you, do you thrive more on having like a pacer? Like for this, are you going to, are you wanting people to, you know, you're used lining up people to pace with you or do you enjoy just, just kind of, hammering it out yourself or a little bit of both you know what there's one day where we agreed it would just be me and it's the first day um and it's just 
because we want it to be where we find our feet, we find our processes. I get my head in the right place. Karis gets her processes in the right place. We don't want the added pressure of another runner or of people around. We just want to get going, and we're both eager to get going now. Um, on the other days, I am welcoming as much company as I could possibly get. Yeah. It's not necessarily to pace me. Yes, there are places where I'll need um, navigation, and somebody who knows the path really well could come out, and it would really help me t- my time and so on and such. But I'm just out all about for the company, and like having my friends out there with me, sort of experiencing new things, having people out there I've never met before come out and run with me, you know, because you will bond, like, over a trail. Like, over yeah. four or five miles, you're going to talk. You're going to get to know one another. But then there's going to be other times where I just put my music in and, you know, just drift away and just get the, get it done. And I imagine there will be days when I'm by myself, and they don't really intimidate me those days. It's just it's an opportunity for me to step up and do it myself and, you know, it feels more like, yeah, I'm out here by myself, but I'm getting it done. And you can actually put your music in and not worry about the person next to you. So yeah. a bit of everything will be work for us really well. And, yeah, the company and support is just, um, I think, uh, it's a great pick-me-up. When you come through a checkpoint in a 100-mile race like you did, when you see somebody you know, or even if they jump out and surprise you, it's just like it's a massive kick up the arse. And you just like, guess, guess you're going again. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're by yourself, you have a lot of time to listen to music and to, to run the Riot podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think that's covered just about everything I wanted to ask you about beforehand. And so, Will, whenever you're done and you break the record, because I think, you know, I'm we're just going to say you're going to do it. You got this, you know, and uh, I, I've seen the training you've done. So... Um, we'll get together again and, and, and hear about what, you know, what went according to plan, what didn't. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of amazing adventures now. I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, I'm going to FaceTime you when I'm out there. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. (laughs) I'd love to do that. It would give me a good little pick me up as well. Yeah, I will. Um, I I guess we can, I will send you my, my number to FaceTime me or however. Yeah, if we got to use FaceTime or Skype or whatever, but I'll make sure you have it, and uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you, mate. It would be, be a great help as well, so I'd look forward to that. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, we'll be cheering you on and super excited for you, man. So, oh, And man. then uh, for everybody listening, stay tuned for what really happened. <laughs> all right so that was our conversation before it all went down and here is after how are you mate i am good oh how are you bro i'm okay i'm like still tired and stuff it's weird i'm quite fatigued but um i'm okay it's good to see your face it's good to see you too, man. Congratulations. It's good to see a smile on your face, man. That's awesome. <laughs> man, in the last two days, there weren't many, there wasn't much smiling, I'll tell you that. Come on, man. Oh, you did it, dude. I- no, it's um it was a crazy it was cra- it was a crazy uh twenty-one days or twenty days. It was crazy. Oh man. Um, just uh, saw every inch of the coastal path. It was pretty uh, relentless, shall we say. Yeah, man. Well, um, I just, before we even get into it totally, just congratulations. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. So at, at the last little bit, I was like, oh, man, it's close. It's close. I, I know he can do it, but it's close. It was, um, it got very close. I think about um, three days from finishing, 
we got to a checkpoint and it took me about go 20 22 miles um and the weather was really warm and humid but um so there was a lot of mist so it was boiling hot and humid but i was like going up and down the path and there was like loads of it became like really quite um weird it was like i was going across a beach and there was loads of people there and they're all sunbathing and i can't see the sea because there's so much mist i can barely see like the people just silhouettes and I'm thinking to myself, like, have I fallen over? And I, am I dead? And like, is this like what? Am I just continuing my journey, like, just along the path? And then I was like, no, no, wait there, my ankle's still hurting. So no, no, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I got in checkpoint, and my, my wife Keris was, um, I don't know, she just sort of sat me down and just said, look, we're going to have to change the plan. Um, you've basically got to run all the way through. Um, if somebody had got uh, and she didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with it. And we sort of, no, we'll stick to our plan. And we, we just stuck to our plan and adapted it a little bit in terms of making me run for longer, but still having like uh, a bit of a break in between. And it, it worked. It worked. It got me there. Um, it was long last three. The long, the three days were very long. Um, but you know what? I was running through my hometown. Like I, I had that in. I just knew that was like my trump card, yeah. and I just knew if I could get there with stone throw at the end, I, I could do it. And then I had like forty-eight miles to run on the final day, and we just got up and just just went after it. It was like I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to move. Keris <laughs> um, got me moving again, and it was just um, yeah, it just went well. It, like it just went really well. The final day couldn't have gone any better. Oh and, man. Well, well, so, I mean, you guys, I mean, you have what everybody will hear, you know, is, is our, our, our interview before. And so, you know, you, you guys had a plan, you had your, your checkpoints. Mm-hmm. And so like, let's start from the beginning, man. You're like, okay. Like your first day, how, how did, um, you know, did everything start according to plan on the first day go as smooth? Did you feel like you thought you would feel? Yeah, the first day was um, the first day is really flat. It's really flat and then industrial because you start in a, uh, just outside the city. So to get to the start, you have to walk a mile down this path, and then you have to run back that mile as well to get going. <laughs> nice. It was a bit like the start is a bit like it's not that pleasant. Um, and the first day is just all concrete. It's going through like these towns which are quite um, they're not the prettiest. They're industrial. Yeah. It's not really the coastal path, but it is the coastal path. And it wasn't the plan. We the checkpoints are working well. And but we were just losing too much time at checkpoints. Um it was my own fault. I was just taking more time than I needed. And then we gradually adapted it. So instead of seven point five miles and break, it was get up, run in the morning and hit at least twenty miles and break. So we managed to get the first checkpoint up to like twenty four miles at one point. It was, um, which was like mentally, it was it was really good because I get there and I knew I was like halfway through the day and I hadn't even seen Keris yet, so it's um that re- worked really well. But obviously on the, the terrible weather days, you have to bring them back a little bit. Um, the weather was just, uh, I say, twenty five percent of the time it was um it was raining cats and dogs the whole time. Oh man. Um, but then 50% of the time, you know what, it was perfect running conditions, so I can't complain. 
Wow. So, yeah. So that's interesting that you increased your time to the checkpoint. So did you, you would get that 20 something miles in and then, and then would you like, how long would you take to rest? So you, you may gasp at this. So what I did, um, I would prefer running starved. So I got up in the morning, I wouldn't have breakfast. I just run. So I, I get to like where Keris was 24 miles down the road and then I was hungry. And then we knew I could eat a lot of food and put that away because one thing I'm terrible at is eating on the go. Yeah. So we knew if I can get to Keris, I, I, I run starved all the time. So it's not new to me. Right. But when we first started off, I was running like 15 miles and then having like break, like break, uh, bacon sandwiches. But now it was a case of I could go to 24 miles, still have the same food, but obviously no time checkpoints and getting there and saving those time and um the nutrition side of it yeah i get to the checkpoint i eat my food straight away um and then rest up for like it would be like an hour long break it would be so yeah. it's an hour's rest and then we'd uh break the day down into like uh, 10 miles 10 miles five miles so then mentally you, you know you've done yeah. 24 get another 10 and then when you've got that 10 you can go get another 10 and then you've only got five to clean up today you know it was yeah, just like yeah. these little games you play with yourself wow well at the end at the end of the day did you i mean did you pig out pretty good to to prepare yourself for the next day kind of or i was i was i was doing really well at the start and then towards the end with the increased days and i'm obviously just running more and obviously feeling the stress of things my appetites went out the window i wasn't eating a lot at all so yeah. like in the last week like i held my weight really well for about two really? weeks and then about yeah, the last week it just like plummeted off me, and people are like, "Oh my God, you're losing so much weight." <laughs> I am, but actually, the, if, I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I think I lost about a stone, a stone and a half. Like, I, I have lost a lot of weight. Um, but I didn't notice it in terms of like you know, people say when they lose a stone, you can notice it when you run. I guess my legs were so battered and bruised, I didn't really notice the weight loss or anything. Yeah. But um, injury-wise, I was like very lucky. I, I just had like, well, the first blisters I had were on my hands. It was because I had I got the poles out. Yeah, yeah. I noticed you had tape on your hands uh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, like I, you can't see, but like I had blisters all over the. T- yeah. And I hands like calloused and stuff. Um, and they were the first blisters I had. So for me, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm fine. I can feel <laughs> the blisters on my hands. Um, and then my ankle went about ugh, I don't know three two two thirds of the way through just from the constant slant of the path and my left ankle, I'd broken the ligaments like a couple of times in my life. So it was always a weak point for me. But um, Karis literally, literally learned how to tape up my ankle correctly. She put it on and then we just kept, kept doing that every day. Took a load of ibuprofen and like cocodamol and just um, kept the swelling down that way. It was, um, yeah, by the end of it, I was literally just like having to take a load of painkillers just to keep on going. Oh man, got some funny stories about that as well. <laughs> well, yeah. I I didn't even think about the slant of the trail because you're going in the same same way the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something. Did you did you consider that before, or that's just something that jumped on you? Didn't think about it at all, mate. I did the whole thing in road shoes, which a lot of people may be like, "Oh, you're silly," but I did it all in in Clifton, Hilker Clifton. Yeah. Um, I just prefer comfort and you know what it, i think it saved my knees my knees were fine my knees didn't get any pain at all um like my quads were perfectly good like my sports masseuse came out and he was like oh my god this is like the best i've ever seen like your calves your calves are really loose and i'm like what the hell like, is this 
<laughs> and the only thing that was bad was my ankle. And I hadn't, yeah, like you said, you, you just think, oh, I'm going to run the trail, but the trail is actually the same way. And you're just putting the same pressure on the, the, the slant of it like that. Um, and it's tricky, man. It's not like it's weird. So it is a coastal path, but sometimes you have to go in. Like, I think the worst day was like, I had to go in like 15 miles to come back out 15 miles. And that was my whole day just spent going in and out. Oh, and see where it started to earlier on in the day which and it's only like a mile away across the water and you're like oh my god this is like really grating on me but then you get other days where like it was just like a straight line and you could just go see all the way to where you're going and you're like oh my god this is incredible because you know you're making really good progress south yeah there was a lot of ups and downs literally it was um <laughs> there was one day where like um my friend who was uh he was sort of trying to predict what um the terrain would be like and stuff and um, he was like, oh, don't worry, you've got a flat day ahead of you. It's like one of the easiest days you're going to come across. It wasn't. It, <laughs> um, so our tallest mountain in Wales is called Mount Snowdon, and it's like a 1,000 metres up. And it was the equivalent of going two times up and down that. So it was like 2,000 <laughs> 2, metres, which is, is quite a heavy day. Yeah. Like the heaviest day I had. And I wasn't expecting it. And you know when somebody throws you a curveball like that, you're just like, no. <laughs> like, with you completely but it was um oh man, it really connected me back with wales though 100 and uh, it's like people say what's the one thing you take from it before that i got the record and stuff but it's just like uh the support the level of support i had was just insane like it was yeah. me and Paris the whole way but i i'll say like we must have had about 60 other people come in and out of the whole thing which we didn't even know 50% of those people, you know, it's just um, insane. Really cool. That's, that's awesome, man. I, I, you know, it was cool watching, you know, every day, just seeing the pictures you posted and, and seeing the people out there. And then, uh, and then your brother got to join you a couple of times, man. That's really cool. That was um very sweet of him. He like, he, he, so Wales is a small country. Okay. In comparison to the U S yeah. um, but to drive anywhere in Wales is a long time. So it took him like nine hours to get to me. And he drove up and like spent two days. He, he ran with me one day and then he said he was going back to London. And in my head, I was like, oh, you said you were staying for two days, but I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, you just, it's cool that you've come for one day. And then he just surprised me the next day as well. I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. And then they came up the weekend after as well, him and Abby, his wife. And it's just nice to know that you got your brother there, you got her there, she's helping Keris. And then even his wife ran like 13 miles with me. So something which is like was really cool people that I knew or people that would just come and talk to me, they'd say like how far they'd run previously. And then they'd end up running further, the furthest they'd ever ran with me. It was like insane. I had a chap called Chris, who's like a really good friend of mine. Furthest he'd ran was like 22 miles. And he ended up running the whole 42 mile day with me. It was just, um, wow. And I, I think they'll just literally, it's the shared suffering. It's the knowing that somebody else is out there going through it with you, which really helped me. Because they, they were struggling, but they were willing to give their legs to get me going forward. It was just, um, I had like an eight-year-old kid come out and he, uh, he was with his mum and his mum was lovely. And she was like, oh, we're going to run with you for a bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm not going too fast. I don't expect anything. She's like, no, it's fine. And then as we were running, she was like, oh, this is like the furthest he's ever run. And it was like 8.5 kilometers, which is incredible. He's like eight years old. Yeah, like, yeah. Thanks. And then um, they came out like a week later and he ran like 12 and a half K with me. 
And now, like, he wants to run further. So, like, it's really cool, man. And at the end, they're like, oh, who's your running hero? Because it used to be, like, Mo Farah. And now he says Reese Jenkins, which is really Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'll tell you this, actually. I didn't think about this, but he turned up for the end. And he, uh, he made me my own medal as well. I saw the picture of you wearing that. That is yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, more value. That's more valuable than a buckle, man. Exactly. It's one. It's like it's unique, isn't it? So um, yeah. they're like you can't run the whole Wales coast path not have a medal. So um, I was very blessed with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, well, and and I know you you ran it. You, you know, you had the mindset. You know, you pushing yourself. You wanna wanted to break the record, and and you raised money for you know for the charities, but. And I want to talk about that in a minute, but man, you also, I mean, inspire, inspire people and, and even people, you know, way over here on the other side of the pond, you know, were watching you, man. So it was, it was really cool seeing some of my other friends keeping up with you and like, you know, talking about it. And, uh, man, that's, you know, you inspire people all over the world, man. That's cool. That's like such a warm feeling that gives me. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and so, um, so, and you ran for the, 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 the charities, man. So how, how, how'd you end up doing total for charities and stuff? Did it, did you get so what we, you um, were shooting for? Yeah, we hit our target about halfway free. So 3000 pounds we raised, which obviously is a bit more in dollars. Um, but then today we rate, we went over 5,000 pounds. So nice. yeah, we've almost doubled the money we wanted to hit. We're really happy with that. The charities are ecstatic. They came out and sort of saw us throughout and, very supportive in what they did like my best buddy who i was running for he came out and like surprised <laughs> we got to a checkpoint i need to get a video and I'll, I'll post the video i got to a checkpoint and it was in the checkpoint in the middle of nowhere like Keris was there and there was just like loads of people like that i didn't expect to be there so like my coach um, my dad turned up my mum turned up like, they're separated anyway but they both turned up at the same time without speaking to one another which is like yeah oh this is awkward but no it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're so separated, but you still turn up random times and you can't avoid one another which is quite funny <laughs> um, and then like friends my uncle and stuff and then i was just like care she's like oh you're right i was like yeah and i was like i walked over to the van because the van is always a uh, the door was always open for me to just jump in and close the door and just hide away if i wanted to and it was closed and it didn't really clock my mind or anything i just walked over to it and just like slammed the door open and then my best buddy was inside and like he jumped out and it scared it that and he scared <laughs> that out of me. Um and it was like one of those genuine moments where I didn't expect it or anything, you know, he just jumped out, which was pretty cool. That's that's awesome, man. Um so I mean, all these people showing up. How was your um I mean, I know you know, in the middle of an, an ultra you you you're not thinking quite as clear, you just get real foggy and stuff, man. How does and and like people ask, and I try to write a race report quickly after and stuff sometimes, or try to recall it because it it goes, man. You know, you lose it. And so, how much of it is? Was, I mean, you were out there twenty days running. How much of it is just kind of a blur, man? It is a lot of it is a blur, mate. It's crazy. Like you said, how quickly you forget about certain things. But I think one thing I'm blessed with is um because I only did like two or three days by myself and they were usually because I wanted to. And it was like, it just, you know, give you that solitude and just yeah. listen to your own music, your own thoughts and stuff. But then the majority of the time I had other people with me. So like I'm speaking to the people now and like they're messaging me and they're saying, remember when this happened and you got these other people that are there to sort of help you remember in a way. And you're like, Oh yeah, that happened. And like these little stories, which eventually I'm going to write down and put into something for everybody to listen to and read. Um, 
but yeah you're right you sort of just you remember like the real highs and the real lows but then everything in between which is also just as incredible and beautiful sometimes yeah. you just forget and there was a point um there's a town called Aberystwyth and it's probably like halfway down Wales if you're looking at the coast and it was a lovely day boiling hot day like, I prefer the heat over the rain all the time you know what I mean? Um, and I just sat down on top of the cliff because it was a nice day. You, I was allowed to do that because the, the, the grass is the grass. It's dry. Yeah. And, um, I just sat down and looked right, and I could see the north of Wales. I looked left, and I could see the south. That's how clear a day it was. And the magnitude of it all sort of hit me right there because I was like, oh, my goodness me. Like, that's how far I've come, and then that's how far I've still got to go. And then I've got to go around the corner and then come across Wales. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was uh that to me was like the the, the awakening should we call it <laughs> yeah did, did um you talking about your highs and lows what 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 do you think i mean what i know you probably had a lot of highs but what what's the most memorable high you had uh, along the way man uh, i had quite a few man like one of my best buddies in texas he uh he literally was messaging me every day so like those messages were like meant a lot to me he's the guy that got me into running rusty um marshall ulrich so he sent me uh uh, he's a legend in his own right. He's an incredible yeah. guy. He sent me a video message like saying good luck, and the guy saved it for like one of my low points. So they sent it to me. They like literally sat me down, and like showed it to me. And I was quite emotional like before it. I was like knackered and beaten up, and then they sent me that, and I just literally just completely lost it. I was just like completely broken. I was like, well done, you've broken me completely now. Yeah. <laughs> Use my eyes and everything. But like it was just like it was just cool to have somebody. Uh, well, one, just understand what you're going through, but two, like actually pay attention. And he's like, he's giving you advice and stuff only in like a, a 60 second clip. And to me, that meant the world. Um, but in terms of like the experiences on the path, wow. Um, we were running through a place called Abbasok and I was tired. I, I was tired quite a lot. You get, you'll get it here. And we're running along with some locals and the guys I'd never really met until, until the run, they just turned up and helped me. And like, it's called the Flynn Peninsula. It's like the top, left-hand corner of wales it's like the hook um and the people were just beautiful like they're so kind and generous like put us up for free they come out and they are beastly runners like literally they're throwing down 30 miles of fun and like, they're coming the next day and running another 20 miles of me and like they were just literally guiding me through these tricky areas but um i was coming to one of these towns and i was up on the cliffs and i looked out and i could see a boat moving and I was like to the local, I was like, oh, look at those guys um, water skiing on the back. I was like, that looks incredible. I wish I had the time to do that. And he's like, no, 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 no. You need to just stop and look at it and uh, pay more attention. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they're not people. I was like, what do you mean? They're dolphins. He's like, they're dolphins. I was like, what? And there was a pack of, was a pack of dolphins just literally um, following the boat and playing and everything in the water. Oh, man. I've never seen that in my life. Like, I'm a Welshman, but I've never really seen that on the coast. And it was just incredible. And I run Keris like straight away to say, look, this is happening right here, right now. And uh, I sent her the location off WhatsApp and pinned it to her. And then she drove the support vehicle up there so she could see it as well. So we didn't share it together, but she got to see exactly what I saw because she went out and saw it as well. That to me was probably one of the true highlights of it because it was just in this beautiful area, weather was beautiful. And then the, the nature just started playing around with us. Uh, yeah, that was a real true highlight. Well, I know uh, a lot of the pictures you posted, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I guess every coast coastal area is different, but it's it, it some beautiful, beautiful. I mean, the water was just amazing. We're contrasting on the cliffs and man, you, you did you I mean, I'm sure you had to just you had to stop sometime just to rest, but just to get to stop and take it in, you know, probably yeah. 
being inspired by the by just where you were, man. <laughs> it was um it's weird, like you, you're saying all that, and yeah, you can see it, and you know it's there, but you're always just concentrating on your feet. Yeah. Because one trip or one misstep, and it's game over. Yeah. And a couple of times I did fall over and stuff like that. You found <laughs> happen. I think one day it was wet, and I slept. It was what I literally on grass, and I just stepped on the grass and slipped right underneath me. It was one of those slips where your legs go and your arms flail out. Yeah. So I, I had my sticks in my hands, so my stick went behind and I cracked myself in the back of the head with a stick. So it, I, I, got one, I got two options here. I can be really annoyed at myself or I can just laugh it off because it didn't hurt that much. I just laughed it off and got on yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, the trips, and I fell about three times on the whole trip, which isn't too bad. Oh, that's but not bad. No. One of the times I fell with my brother and um, he was like, just get up slowly. And I was like, all right you know when you fall and you just sort of check yourself and you just like make sure your shoulder's okay and it was quite a, it was a quite a solid fall I did land on my shoulder and Scott was like just get up slowly and I was thinking right okay he wants me to get up slowly just because I've broken anything and I just got up and then as I got up he was like he explained actually where I'd landed to I'd landed on the side of the path and pardon me um actually on the side of the path I was in a bush and underneath the bush, there was nothing. It was just a drop down the cliff. So it was like an overhang of a bush. So that's why they were like instantly like, get up slowly. I, it wasn't because they, <laughs> it's because they were worried I was going to fall through the gap or whatnot. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a close call. <laughs> well, uh, I know a lot of people like to hear about, um, you know, our, did you have any hallucinations or anything out there, man? Did you have any, any of those kind of moments? I didn't, man. No hallucinations, yeah. but... I did have some weird experiences and I had a six mile um, chunk of um, it was towards the end of the day. I was tired and I don't know what it was. It was just something about that area, which was really creepy. And I was with um, a good friend of mine, Cam, and she uh, we stepped into the field. And the first thing she did, she went over on her ankle and um, I was like, you OK? She did look like she really hurt her ankle. But you know, I guess people sometimes put on a brave face when they can see somebody's like tired and what the state i was in i was like are you okay do you want to go back to the roads we'll get you sore she's like no 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 we'll carry on so we carried on down the trail and we went into a woods and uh, you're in the woods and it's really dark now it's not nighttime but it's just a really dark woods that's how dense it was and you go down these steps they're really steep and the path really wasn't well maintained that it was not a lot of footfall a lot, not a lot of people go that way and um it was just really dark went down the steps and then on, as we're coming up the other side, she was like, oh, watch out, watch out. And as on the steps we were going up, there was like a wasp's nest, like embedded in the in the steps. That's how little people go there. Like the wasps are taking back the steps around there. Yeah. So we quickly like, oh, my God, get out of here. Just start like, I thought I was sprinting. I was probably like going one mile per hour. But I'm just like, trying to get up away from these wasps. And we go into a field. And like we've left the dark woods behind us. And I really had a dark feeling about that place just didn't like it mm. and I stepped into this field and it was like a hill but you're in this field and on top of it was loads of cows like I mean loads of cows um they weren't like males they didn't have their calves or anything they were females and we we're like okay well that's probably the best you can get you're not going to get any dribble with these cows and we were at the bottom of the field they're at the top and um something spooked them it must have been us we spooked them and they just start running across the top of the hill and then they get to the top of the hill and they have nowhere else to go. So they just start coming down the hill and then they got nowhere else to go. So they start coming straight for you. <laughs> You've got these cows that you're like really panicking now. I'm really panicking because I know that if a cow hits me, it's game over. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. I've got this girl down with me and I'm just like, oh my God, just Cam, get behind me. 
And I, I don't know what I tried. I had my stick in me and I just like made the X sign with my stick. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to protect me. And then apparently, I can't remember this bit, but she recalled it as I just started shouting like, go away, cow. Go away, cow. No, cow, no. Like really screaming at the cow. She just literally, they went past us. We were in the middle of this stampede and they avoided us. But then they did another loop and they came back. And I was just like, Cam, just go for the hedge. Just make your way for the hedge, whatever you can do. And she started running towards the hedge. I started running towards the hedge. And then the cows, they slowed down, but they escorted us off this field. They followed us all the way to the fence. This is in the case of like six miles of 870 miles. So I had like three things go wrong. <laughs> then we got to the edge of the field, got out of the field, and then the heavens opened and the rain just started lashing down again. And I don't know, I do know what it was. My adrenaline went through the roof from like having that experience and then just completely into shock of going back down. Yeah. And I was knackered. I literally just had to lay down on it when it was raining really hard. I had to lay down on the ground to just explain I was completely knackered. And I got to Karis. And Kairos could see on my face there was something wrong. And I explained to her, and she's like, look, you've only got a couple of miles left now for the day. Just run it by yourself. And those next two miles, I literally just sprinted the whole way. I was just like, you know, when you just need to get it off your chest and really yeah. rebalance yourself. And I enjoy, I love those next two miles. But those six miles were just like quite, for me at that time, I was quite, they, they were rough. Yeah, yeah. Some some dark, dark miles. <laughs> no, no hallucinations. No hallucinations. Okay, got you. Well, so did you um did you make your goal? I know you had um you, you know certain goal mileage every day where you were stopping. Did you did you pretty much follow that every day or did did you have to stop a little earlier some days? No, no, no. Um there was a couple of days where I had to finish earlier um due to the weather and just being beaten up completely or just in a lot of pain and tired yeah. or my my time had just gone so slow that it got dark and it was too dangerous to continue. Um, but it just meant we had to adapt our plan. And then that's why we had the last three days of really high mileage because yeah. it was terrain which I was familiar with. It was stuff which I knew. Um, it was running towards my hometown. It was just all in my favor, really. And we knew we could really twist the, the screw there. Um, the plan was on the bad days to make sure I didn't do like anything less than 35 miles. And I think the least I did was 30, like, the least I did on one day was like 34 miles. So I just knew if I could keep within that realms of that being my minimum yeah. and then have some really good quality maximum days, then I'd be within striking distance. And yeah, we got there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking. I just called up the uh, the spreadsheet when I asked you because I was tracking every day on Strava. I was, I was I had it adding up every day. So I was, yeah, I was following you, man. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Thank you so much. Man. Yeah, no, and I, I I think day 13 you had that, that 34 point point six five. Don't forget about the point six five. Yeah, it was 30. Right, it was yeah. almost 35. Yeah, <laughs> that's every little bit counts. So it does, man. It does add up. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you, um, so I, it was, it was bad up, you know, I mean, I was getting rough and then up until the last little bit, I mean, you still had on day 18, you did like 47 miles and then, uh, you know, and then you had that, that push. When did you like, I don't know, man, it might not have been to the last day. When did you know you were going to do it? When did you know you were going to get it? When were you confident that you were going to beat the FKT? You know what? The second to last day, um, like you cross a river into like my home County, I guess. Yeah call it and over with you guys and it's called the Vale of Glamorgan and um it was you cross this you cross this river and it's like stepping stones so you cross the stepping stones and then you're in the county and um for some reason uh, there was a load of people at the stepping stones and they made a bit of like a tunnel slash crowd for me and like clapped me through and it gave me like a ridiculous amount of energy it just really yeah. did 
and it really helped me get forward on that day to put down to get home so i got back to my hometown of Penarth that day and it was a long day um i got there and i was pretty beat up um got there about 12 o'clock at night and it was one of those things where like my crew and everybody were like well you can't sleep for too long because you haven't got enough time you need to get moving again and they agreed that i could go to sleep from like 12 till 4 so i just run like a really really long day <laughs> yeah. it was like 90 kilometers i don't know how far that is um and I, I i had four hours sleep but it was in the back of a van so they wouldn't let me go and sleep in a hotel they said you had to sleep in the back of the van so we took the van and put it outside a friend's house to which the, the friend came out of the house and was like oh i've got a spare bed you can come and sleep in the bed to which i'm going like this to Karis, and yeah. Karis was like, no, no, <laughs> so um we literally, me and Kerry spent the last night in the van together, which I'm I'm forever grateful that we did it. But at the time, I didn't sleep a wink. I was literally, I was worrying about how much time I had left. I was worrying about my legs, which were like really painful. My ankle was really swelled up. Like I could barely put weight on it at the time. It was obviously I needed a bit of rest on it. And I was just saying to Kerry, look, these guys have made me sleep in this van. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to run tomorrow. This whole thing screwed up on the final day you know, completely having a deep amount down. And she just literally just like sat there and just like tickled my head and just sort of calmed me down a little bit. And I must have got a couple of hours sleep. I must have done. And I woke up the next like 4 a.m. And Karis is like, it's time to get up. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And she's like, yeah, it is. She <laughs> actually drove the van back to the start with me fast asleep in the back of the van, like completely butt naked. And then we got to the start and she's like, you need to get changed now. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't need that. Give me 20 more minutes. And she's like, look, if you don't get changed now, I'm going to let the film crew in with um, with the cameras and you're butt naked. They're going to get it all on film. And I was like, oh. so I didn't like, <laughs> get changed. And then like, I opened the door and like, there was a few people I knew there. And then we just started walking, walking. And then I was walking out of my hometown. I was like, I just tried forgetting about what was ahead of me. And I just started talking about um, family, uh, local experiences of stuff that I'd experienced in these locations which we were walking through and they were just completely pointless stories which was obviously I'd known from my life but I was like going I'm going to give you the guided tour of Panaf because we're walking through it at like 5 a.m in the morning and the guys that were amazing they're like just listening to me and they're just like oh yeah that's really interesting they were probably terrible stories um <laughs> and we got over and then you get to a bit where it's like running across a bay and then I just started running and running and running and then everybody just started like jumping in front of me or they'd be pacing me or they'd be guiding me. They would be opening the gate for me. And I just kept on running and running. And I get to the first checkpoint, it felt good. And then we like did another 10 miles, felt great. Did another 10 miles, felt fantastic. Did another 10 miles. And I was just, you know where it just sort of runs away with you? Yeah. And then it, like all, all guns blazing, literally just pelting it to the line. I think at one point I threw down like, it was like back to back um, eight minute miles for three miles, which at that rate, it was really like quite fast for me and I was yeah. really enjoying it. I was loving it. I think part of the reason I was loving it so much because I had quite a few people running with me and they couldn't even breathe. They're like trying to keep up with me. And like, I was just like, I'm going to thin the screw even more, thin the screw even more. <laughs> and I just literally just gun it. And then um, I think with about five miles to go, the, the wheels sort of fell off a bit and I was like hit a brick wall. I don't know what it was, but I was just knackered. I knew what was ahead of me. It was like really horrible, like uh tussity field. So like, stuff which you could easily go over on your ankle on. And I was just like thinking, right, if I can get over this field with a certain amount of time left, I know if, I, if I've if hurt my ankle, I know I can crawl my way there within like three hours. So 
but anyway I got across that field and I think when I got across that field is when I knew I was there I knew I had like three hours to get three miles or something like that and I was like even I can do that now <laughs> I was with a good friend Steve and I think we just sat down on the grass and he's like you do know you've got this now and I was like yeah I think I do know I've got this now and then the final three miles just went went by like that man it was just uh, one of the that's where I truly believed in it I never doubted myself yeah um, I get there but I think every day I envisaged it envisaged it and just like you know envisaged things and they happen and when I got to the end like I didn't know what to do. I genuinely did not know what to do. Um, I came around the corner. and I, All I knew was I wanted to hug Kara. So that was the first thing I was going to do. And then I just saw everybody and I saw the, the ribbon. And literally, I don't know what it was. Something just took over me. And the only thing I felt like doing was like just punch in the air. And I just literally, I, I, it looked funny. I, I, it just literally, the emotion just took over me completely. And then I just stumbled into her arms and that was game over. It was just, um, it was a really special ending to it. Man. It was cool. I- I can't imagine. I mean, I know how emotional I was when I when I finished, you know, the 200 miles and then to to just multiple days like that. And I watched the video, man. I saw the picture and then I went find the video of you finishing. And I was like, I had the feels for you, man. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I just can't imagine, you know, and 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 just like that relief, man. Like, like I'm, I did it. I'm done. You know? Yeah. I think so, somebody said, like, you can just see my shoulders drop. Um with like as if like that's just it that's game over and like that's job done and it, it was that my body was just like it's not going any further than that line yeah. and i got and it's like you know the adrenaline kicks in and you you forget about all the aches and pains you like you're on top of the top of the mountain top of the i don't know what the saying is i was on top of the world that was it on top of the here world you go, here you go. <laughs> um and then the next day i woke up and i was literally felt like i'd been hit by a bus so i was just like really, really <laughs> my body's like yeah we're still here we're gonna make you <laughs> And then ever since, I've just been really tired and fatigued. And it's why it's been five days now, six days. And I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying. My appetite is I'll eat, but it's not like it's not completely back yet. If that makes really? sense. Yeah. It's, it seems seemed like, I don't know, I guess your body just such in such in shock. It seems like you'd want to eat everything. Oh, man. When we finished, we were like, oh, it's precarious. I was like, I want to get a curry, an Indian curry. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And we were driving back from the finish line to our house. And she was like, just order it from this place and we'll go and pick it up. And I was like, yeah, okay. So she gave me, I had the phone. I, she was driving. I was ringing it up. I put the order through. And then we got to the place and Karis went in. And then she came out pretty quickly. And she was like, um, did you order it from this place? And I said, yeah, 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 I definitely ordered it from that place. She was like, pass me a phone. So I passed her the phone and she's like, you've ordered it from the wrong place completely. <laughs> and he was like, he's on the other side of the city as well. So um, we had that little detour at the end to try and find out <laughs> I, like, I couldn't even be trusted to order a takeaway at the end of the whole thing. <laughs> My mental state was very, um, yeah, childlike, very childlike by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you, um, how well, you know, did you sleep after? Because I know it's hard after 100 miles. How, did you you know, how did you feel? Did you did you get some sleep that first night? Not really. It was really difficult. I kept waking up. Um, just literally, it, we had really humid. So ever since I finished, we've had really bad lightning storms and thunder, and with that comes the humidity before it. So we've okay. had really like that lack of like being able to sleep anyway. But then with the adrenaline of finishing 870 miles, I had thrown into the mix. My sleep has been really quite bad up until last night and I think I really got off last night and just fell asleep um, and I'm feeling better and better now and today I had like a 
cryotherapy. So I went into yeah. like those really cold rooms. Um, I'm sure that will help somehow as well. Um, but like during the challenge, man, my sleep was, um, it was, uh, it was weird. So I'd, I'd fall asleep. Oh, we basically I'd finished running and we had the routine. You always got to have the routine on these things. And it would be Keris would run me a bath if we like, we were able to get hotel room or something. I jump in the bath for 20 minutes, have like the Epsom salts and all those magnesium salts and just lay there, get out. And then um, she put my feet in a bucket of water and disinfectant. So have you got Dettol? Have you ever heard of Dettol? Over uh-uh. in there? No, I, ha- I haven't heard of that. It's what you use to clean the floors with, basically. It's like, oh, it's really? very, and you pour a bit of that into water and you, you left my feet in that for like 10 minutes um, oh. after I'd already drained my blisters and it would really disinfect my feet. It, it burns a little bit, but um, it was fantastic, man. Genuinely, it's. Um, I'll send you the link to it. It's, I, I don't know how safe it is, but um, it really did help. And like, it took away like the blisters in terms of like the getting infected and all the pussiness and stuff like that. I didn't get too many blisters as well. I had like four blisters, which probably kept filling up every day. Yeah. None on my heels, which on the heels I hate. I hate having blisters on my heels. So no blisters yeah. there. It was just like on my big toe, my little toe, and like just on top of the toes or between the toes, which you can manage if you look after. Yeah. So I do that. And then Keris would um, then put magnesium spray on my feet and foot massage me to get rid of that. And then we'd use one of those Ferragans and the massage guns to uh, break down my legs a bit. And by that point, I'd be knackered. I'd fall asleep for like maybe two or three hours, wake up in like a lot of pain, and then like I'd fall back asleep again. <laughs> And then I'd have like that solid chunk of sleep, you know, when it's good sleep. And then I'd wake yeah. up and then don't sit. Like, I wouldn't be completely re-energized, but I know I'd had some sleep at least. Yeah. Um, like Kerry said, like I was having night um, night terrors where like in the middle of the night, I was like worrying about dogs and getting lost on trails and stuff and like vocalizing it. So, you know, you, you asked me about hallucinations. I, I don't tend to get hallucinations. What I do get is night terrors. So I'll get yeah. like really vivid dreams of like... Um, I don't know, spiders and stuff like that terrify me. Uh, one thing that I was worried about on this trip were ticks. So we have a lot of ticks over in the UK. Okay. And, um, it was just something that was so- Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We've got my... Um, you don't like ticks either. You don't like ticks either. <laughs> either. Uh, Chuck's his name. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where like my body, I guess, my mind has been working so hard throughout the night, uh, throughout the day, which is off, but then it's also panicking as well on certain things. And um, it comes out in the form of night terrors. I've been known to get out of bed before. Uh, quite a funny story, really. I was in the same bed as my brother. And I was like, oh, my God, there's something green in the bed. To which he's like, and I was like, there's something green in the bed. To which he's like, he's looking around. And then I just suddenly fall back to sleep. To which then he's worried there's something green in the bed. And then <laughs> it was nothing in the bed. It was just my night terror overtaking <laughs> freaked them out from that and i pretended to be like no i've not pretended to i've like acted like a monkey in the night like i, I don't know i've done some silly things in that place, definitely <laughs> that's that that that's definitely uh I, I haven't dealt with that exactly so that's that's awesome <laughs> i haven't dealt with it either i don't have to deal with it it's yeah exactly yeah. you just go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> uh, well uh did you do any uh any stretching and stuff i know we talked about when you when you guys ran across the united states yeah you said ah maybe a little bit here and there but did, did you have any routine or did you just kind of you know as you know how you felt no, I didn't do any. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I should have done. I know I should have done, but I was just like, we had our routine of the Farragut, and I, 
I sort of just trusted that the Farragon would um, help me. Like, I, I wasn't having any hamstring issues. I wasn't having any lower back issues. Yeah. If I had the issues, I probably would have done stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have the issues. And it was just weird. Like, my body coped really well. But apart from the ankle, like, it was um, – it was it was amazing to feel and see. I was tired. I was achy. You get yeah. that numbness and stuff like that. But there were no severe injuries, should we say? Yeah. Apart from the middle. So when you uh, you said earlier you ate uh, bacon sandwiches. Uh, what what other did? You, how many burgers did you eat out there, man? Did you, <laughs> burger boy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, I ate a lot of burgers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, my, my, I, do you know what? Actually, what, what, yeah. So my coach came out and ran at the end on the final day. He came out quite a few times on the final day, and I was like, "You do know me getting to the finish line now means that burgers works for me." And he was like. I'm going to say this with gritted teeth and I will not say it to anybody else, but yes, burgers work for you. <laughs> and you, you can have the special card of eating burgers if it gets you there. I was like, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, but like my nutrition was um, whatever I see, I eat. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, so like, it's not like it was McDonald's or stuff like that. Um, there were McDonald's, but like in Wales, there's not that many on the coast. Like you yeah. probably get two or three opportunities for it. Don't worry. We did make, we did take, we did take that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think at one point I got to one of the checkpoints and uh, they found a McDonald's and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. They bought me five double cheeseburgers and within being there for 10 minutes, I'd eaten three of these double cheeseburgers. <laughs> I still had like 15 miles left to run as well. It was, um, but it worked, man. It's just, I know it does, it sh I know it shouldn't, but it does. It just, it's easy to eat. It gives me that energy store, and it it's, it hasn't let me down just yet. Like, and um, what else were we eating? Like Chinese takeaways, <laughs> pizza, pasta. Um, by the end, though, I was just sick of it all. I was just yeah. like, it wasn't getting any joy from eating food apart from just the energy. I was yeah. loving my drinks though, so I'd literally be guzzling away on anything and everything. Chocolate milk, it was like that was my one craving. Um, Coca Cola, I yeah. I drinking a lot of Coca Cola. Um, but like obviously I was taking care of my nutrients as well. So I was taking like um, salt tabs and stuff like that. I was taking yeah. anti-fatigue tablets. Like I think list of pills I take every morning. I think there was about 11 pills to take in the morning and there was about 11 pills to take in the evening. Uh, there was a pills I would take throughout the day. So I'm obviously saying I'm drinking Coke and obviously eating McDonald's and food, but I am taking care of the stuff which I also need in my body as well, which yeah. we do take it very serious. But I just rather it in a pill form rather than a, something else yeah. which I have to deal with form. Um, and like liquid fuel, I was using that. That was working okay until I got sick of it. And I was just like, right, okay, we'll just give up on that now. We'll just literally just whatever you want, you get to eat. Um, it was uh, it was cool, though. Like the, I think by the end of it, the camper van turned into like a walking, talking, like a uh, tuck shop. It was just like anything I wanted was in there. Like Keris stocked it up every time. So like there was apple juice, mango juice, peach juice, Coca-Cola, Red Bull, chocolate milk, all these amazing things, which you're like, oh, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, it was like ginger beer, and ginger beer is something I love. Um, ginger tea is something I was craving quite a bit as well. Huh. So we had, obviously had the blessing of the camper van, so she'd be on a cold day or a horrible day, she'd be to make me a cup of ginger tea, and then that would set on my stomach or just relax me a bit and like, warm me up, you know, from the inside out. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So, uh, well, I just want to second the whole thing because when I ran the Tahoe 200, every major aid station, I had them make me a cheeseburger. And I, so I ate a bunch. And so I, th I say on long efforts that, you know, as long as you can eat meat, it's got the, it's got the fats, it's got the protein. It's, you know, it's, 
You get, you get your carbs from the bun. I, I second that, dude. So <laughs> I, I've heard some good things about those checkpoints. My brother was telling me about Moab, and he said the checkpoints are just phenomenal with the food and stuff. And obviously, you've still got that race coming up, haven't you? Yeah, that one's still on. In fact, we got it. We got a message earlier this week that it that the the permits are in hand and it's still happening. So I'm so, I'm pumped. What What have you been up to, mate? Since I've been gone. Oh man, just uh, a whole lot because you've been you've been <laughs> you've been out of pocket. Oh, wow. a bit. <laughs> no, no, one, man. The one thing we missed out, or didn't miss it really, was um, lack of news. So we didn't put on the TV for a long time, and we just escaped the whole world, which was yeah. pretty cool. That was um, that was cool. That was probably pretty good to, to do that because uh, you know, well, I mean, you know, because <laughs> with the, you know what you're gonna hear about coronavirus and you know, just oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. Um, no, man. Um, I've been good. Just, just training, uh, you know, doing, doing my thing. I'm trying to remember, did I run, was I about to run silver, silver heels before we talked last? I don't remember. I think, um, uh, no, I think you were about to. I think yeah. About yeah. To. Yeah. I ran it. It was my slowest hundred mile ever because of the altitude and everything else, but I, I got it done. <laughs> well, man, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was good. Uh, it was nice to be able to you know, race with other people and, and, and do something. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, man, so like five, six days out, how, how, like physically, I know you're, you said you're still a little fatigued, but do you have like your, your, your muscles, how are they? Are they, are they hurting any or are you good? My muscles are okay. My ankle's still hurting a lot. Um, it's more the ligaments rather than like any bone damage or anything. I think I've just yeah. like drained the ligaments and yeah. running on an angle like that for a while is going to take its toll. Yeah, I've been told like by my coach, like just take three weeks easy, um, not do much. Um, I'm terrible sometimes, so I may have like one or two little jogs just to like freshen myself up and just um, you know relax it and actually just enjoy it and uh, not stress about anything. But I've been for a walk with Keris and my nephew Charlie. Um, it's just uh, yeah, taking life easy for a few weeks now and just let the body let it sink in because it still hasn't really sunk in um i've been so fatigued and knackered and it will hit me i don't know when it will hit me but it's um it's still it's cool to say i've done it but i'm trying to look back on it and trying to highlight certain things i'm so glad that we had documentary team of us so they were phenomenal they uh, they dipped in and out i think probably about 12 days out of 21 they were there so they managed to capture a lot of the stuff that went on and they were just cool. So by the end of it, they were pretty much like our crew as well because um, they'd be taking water. Because we had we had some really hot days towards the end. Like for Wales, yeah. it was very, very warm. And um, they were taking water for me because obviously they'd be in different locations to carry. So if they saw me, they'd top me up with water. And by the end of it, I couldn't even really carry my own like bag or anything. I, I could have my phone and I had the tracker and they were just in my pockets. Um, the rest of the kit ever people were carrying for me because I just couldn't carry it. I was just trying to protect my ankle as much as possible and not yeah. having to carry drink saves you a couple of kilos. So it's, uh, yeah. 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 So, so uh, what kind of doc they're, they're going to come out with a documentary on it. Uh, yeah, man. Like, that's you know, cool. I, I didn't realize that. What, uh, you know, I know it might be a little while, but uh, hopefully we can see it here in the U S well, you will do man. 100%. So um, they're going to be doing a doctor on it. Uh, they've got a lot of footage, like beautiful places. Um, they've managed to capture quite a bit. They gave me and Keris a camera. They gave uh, whoever was running with me a camera to like run and like record and, uh, they put a camera in the van so that you've got like me having meltdowns on there. And, um, not that I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then I'm not too sure on time frame and when it will be done, but they, 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 they promised me they're going to do a proper job. They're going to take it to film festivals and they're going to yeah get it on TV over here, which would be pretty cool. And then I'll make sure I get you a copy, man, so you can see it and obviously share it with you guys as well. That's phenomenal, man. I didn't realize it. Good. Yeah, I definitely I, I, I definitely want to see yeah. that, brother. You can see what, what, what you can look at, obviously, your spreadsheet and you'd be like, oh, that's what's happening in that yeah, day. Yeah, they, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That's why he only ran 34.65 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, he was close enough to 35. Close yeah. enough. Exactly, exactly. Well, man, uh, I just, uh, impressive. And, and uh, I uh, just, you know, just proud to say I know you. And, and uh, I, I look look forward to, you know, I, I'd like to share some miles with you, share a race with you one day. I'm sure it'll happen. I know you like you, one hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You guys like to head this way, and 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 I'd love to head that way at some point. So um, or I, I can show, I can be your guy. I can give you a guided tour of the country. Yeah. There you I go. Know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> intimately <laughs> acquainted. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I'd love to like do something with you. One hundred percent. That's a genuine statement, man. Obviously, we we've hit it off really well, and I obviously enjoy your company as well. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah. It feel, feelings hundred percent mutual. And, and, uh, so I, I'm going to ask this, I know you're, you just finished this and, and I'll, I'll, I shouldn't ask you, but like, dude, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't ask you, but I have to, it's like, I know. <laughs> like, how do you top this? You know, <laughs> no, um, I, I, there's something there that I want to connect it back to Wales again. I, I just from the whole level of the feeling of, uh, I've connected with the people a lot and the land as well. And look, I, I only ran the coast, so there's another part of Wales which has not been, you know, they, there's a potential of a full loop, you never know. Which, you know what, to run the full loop isn't much further distance, but it's um, it's a challenge for a later date, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Oh, well, well, you just soak this one up, man. Uh, you, you, you earned it. I'm definitely not. Yeah. I just, and hopefully we'll all get back to racing soon. And, uh, you know, you just focus on getting yourself healed up for, for the future adventures, man. I'm looking forward to it, brother. And obviously thank you again for having me on the show, man. Oh no, man. Thank you. Thank you for being on it and sharing part of the journey. And, uh, thank you for inspiring folks, man. Uh, and, uh, hopefully you continue to rest well and, hey. uh, Thank you for the donation as well. I haven't thanked you to your face as well. Oh, man. oh no, man. Glad. I mean, I wish wish I could do do more, but I just just believe in what you're doing and uh, appreciate the the spirit in which you're doing it, man. And I just your messages throughout were a great help as well. So thank you. Well, well, I just yeah, just following a brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, take care of yourself, man. I know it's a little later there, and uh, enjoy your time with the family, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. All right, my brother. All right, brother. And always a pleasure to talk to my boy Reese from across the pond. Uh, follow him along. Go in the show notes. You, there'll be links there to his previous podcast with us, uh, links to his Instagram and uh, all his social media sites and uh, his website to his his uh is race directing site where they put on races and stuff, man. Check that out. Uh, also, just want to let you know, guys, um, if you go to the website, www.runtheriot.run, uh, there's all kind of information there. You can look at past um, episodes and, you know, maybe somebody that you've missed. You can check that out. There's a there's a Patreon uh, support link there if you want to check that out. If you feel like you want to throw a, a dollar or two per month, if it's, you know, it's something you want to do. If not, no big deal. I love what I do. Um, also... 
I would love if you would go to, I don't know, whatever platform that you listen to and rate the podcast. Man, I would really love five-star ratings, especially if you go to Apple and, you know, write a little review. If you enjoy what you listen to, if you get something out of it, man, that would help me out a lot. I would love if you guys would do that. Uh, in fact, I think next week there might be a little giveaway Um I got some really cool ultra hats that are still still just sitting there, never been worn. Might have to do a little giveaway for you know the list of people who have who have gone out there and and given a review. Yeah, yeah, I'll think about that. I'll announce something next week. We'll see. But I, it would be so helpful um, if you guys would just review the podcast um, and just get us out there, man. Yeah, share share it on uh, Instagram, share it on Facebook, uh, send it to people that you think might be interested in listening to it. So, all right, guys, I hope you have an just a great week. I hope you're getting a good run in this weekend and uh, hope you got some positive things to look forward to ahead, man. Take care. God bless.